to jail, go directly to jail. Yuck. Is it possible there's a lot of people who live their lives like they are in jail? They feel like somebody's telling them when to get up, when to go to work, when to eat, when to sleep, when they can and can't do the things that they want to do, or they just can't do anything that they want to do because they're in jail. And could that be a really yucky way to live your life? And whether you have a short life or a long life, imagine looking back over your life going, hey, <laughs> I spent my life in jail. My life was controlled by somebody else. I had a job or a career or a business that I didn't like, or I did some kind of education that I didn't want to do. And a lot of my Mac students share with me, uh, they've been to university for one or two years and they absolutely hated it, felt like they were in jail. They were studying something that they weren't passionate about. They were told when they had to go to class. They were told uh, when they could have lunch. They were told what they had to study and it wasn't something that they were excited about. So I, of course, don't want that for anybody. And for me, uh, I'm one of these uniques, and I, I don't meet very many people like me, who I've never had a lousy, stinking, rotten job. I've never felt like my job's been my jail because I would do everything I've ever done in my life. I would do it for free. Uh, I've loved every single day of what I've done. So uh, it's difficult for me to talk about uh, having a job that's a jail because I don't understand it. I can't comprehend why you would, would waste time doing something that you're not passionate about. So how do you stop that from happening? And if you are in jail, how do you get the hell out of there? And that's something that I have been involved in for a really long time, is helping people get out of the job that is their jail and get them into something that they're really passionate about. So if you are in a situation where you feel like somebody else is controlling how much you earn, when you have to be at work, when you can holiday, uh, what kind of product or service you're involved with and you feel like you're in jail, is it time to break free? Woohoo! <laughs> and I always ask this question, if you are, uh, whatever part of your life you're in at the moment, if you were to literally look back over your life, uh, and, and I ask this of, of high school students often, if you pick a subject that you really hate, Imagine doing that for the rest of your life and then imagine looking back over your life saying I hated maths but I did maths my whole life. At least in school, primary school, high school, you change subjects so you don't get stuck in maths class or you don't get stuck in history class or you don't get stuck in, in a geography class because you get to move around. But if you pick a career path and you think you're stuck with that for the rest of your life uh, and every single day waking up going to maths, 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 maths for an unlike school, which is only usually nine to three, most jobs are nine to five, if not more, 48 weeks of the year, and then whether your life is short or long, 20, 30, 40, 50 years of your life doing something that you hate, surely that's not something you want to look back over and go, oh, wow, that was my life. So there's three really important questions that the people in the world that have a career that they love or a business that they're passionate about will always ask these three questions, which is, uh, what are you the most passionate about? What are you the most excited about doing? And all the people I've ever met, studied, researched, invested time with that love their life, they share with me they're doing what they're absolutely passionate about. Not, not maybe I would like to do that, but this is the only thing that I would want to do. I don't have a backup plan. I don't uh, want to do anything else. Who I am and what I do are exactly the same thing. So number one, what are you the most passionate about? Number two is would you do it for free? And most people who have a career or business that they love will share with you that at some time in their life, if not most of their life, they did do it for free. Even the people that are the most financially successful will always share with us that 
even if the money wasn't there, they would still do it because that's what they're really passionate about doing every single day. They wouldn't do anything else. So the reverse question of that is if the people that are paying you right now in your job, your jail, were to uh, stop paying you, would you still go? The other side of that, which is really interesting, is those jail bars that are holding you in your in your job often get thicker and more secure if you get a pay rise. So if you are doing something that you really don't like and you don't wake up going to do it with passion and excitement and enthusiasm, uh, and then they offer you another $30,000 a year or another $50,000 a year or another $100,000 a year, a lot of people will stay in that jail hoping that the money will make them happier or the money will give them a, a, a more fun life or because we've got more money we can pay our house off sooner or we can buy a new car. Or Interestingly to take note, um, I've had the privilege of meeting lots of very wealthy people, financially wealthy people who are they're absolutely miserable. And I share that I'm privileged to have met them because a lot of people think that having lots of money will make you happy. And unfortunately, if you're doing something that you don't like, something selling a product or service that you're not proud of, if your life is totally invested or wasted doing something that you don't love, uh, is it possible that there is no amount of money that could, could bring you any kind of happiness if you're doing something that you don't love? So the, it is a really great question. Are you doing what you're passionate about? Would you do it for free? And then the third one's interesting because the question is, uh, are you doing something that you're really good at? Uh, and that can have a, two interesting sides to it because a lot of people will pick a career path because they're good at it. So I meet a lot of people that were told in school, you should be a doctor because you've got the right marks or you can be a lawyer because you've got the right marks or uh, you're really good at, at painting so you should go and be a painter. But it wasn't connected with, is this what you're the most passionate about and would you do it for free? So there's quite a few people that are stuck in the third one, which is they're doing something they're good at but they're not passionate about it and they wouldn't do it for free. They're doing it for the money. But here's a great question. If you're doing something that you're really good at, could it be easier? And the other side again of that is if you're doing what you're passionate about, could you want to get good at it? So that you'll do the education, the training, the learning, the ongoing education, training and learning because you want to keep getting better at it. So if, you are, if your job, for example, sends you to conferences and workshops and seminars and you don't want to go because you, you know, I've got to learn more about something that I'm not passionate about, is a whole different story, yeah, to I want to learn. So every waking moment, uh, whatever you're doing, you're learning something that you're passionate about. And I'm a living, breathing example of that. I hated school and I thought I hated learning, but it wasn't the learning that I hated. I just didn't have the right thing to learn about, which is why a lot of people in university feel like they're in jail or a lot of people doing an education course that they're not passionate about feel like they're in jail. I've got to do this course because I paid for it. I've got to do this course because uh, my parents are stuck with a big university bill or I've got, I'm going to have a big debt to the government at the end of my university, so I'm stuck in this course. Uh, but shouldn't education or learning training be something that you can't wait to do? So I left school at, uh, and as I share uh, almost passionately, I left school, ran away from home, and I wasn't even 15 years of age because I couldn't understand what I was learning at school. It didn't make any sense to me. But I knew that I wanted to be an exercise professional, and ever since the, the day that I left school, pretty much every waking moment of mine, if I'm not... Uh, if I'm not uh, talking to you and if I'm not 
engaged with other people, uh, I will always be learning something. So I've constantly, whether I'm vacuuming the floor or cleaning the car or any kind of housework, whether I'm exercising, and often even in the background when I'm doing my work, I will have something. So it, I've got audio books, I've got seminars, workshops, and some of the sometimes people come into my office and they say, Rowie, this is really boring. What are you listening to? And it'll be an endocrinologist, a hormonal doctor expert, or be an oncologist or a psychologist or a brain surgeon, and they're talking about the intricacies of the human body. And people say to me, oh, Rowie, this is so boring. What are you listening to? What are you watching? But for me, it's so exciting because it matches up with it's what I do. I want to be the best at what I do. So I don't, the learning and education isn't a challenge. I just love it. And there's my question for you. If you are doing something that you are really good at, is it possible you want to keep getting better at it? It's one of my favorite quotes, the best know they can get better. So even if you are really good at singing, if you're really good at playing basketball, if you're really good at art, if you're really good at business, the best in the world are always getting better. So there's those three questions so that you don't ever get stuck in jail. What you're doing at the moment, is it what you're the most passionate about? Which, of course, you would, it would be the most freeing experience, yeah? Because you're not waking up going to do some lousy, stinking, rotten job to pay your lousy, stinking, rotten bills. You are doing something that you're really excited about. So waking up is an exciting experience. So are you doing what you love? Would you do it for free? Because if you're doing something for the money and then the money stops... Uh, <laughs> I just I don't have any words for that, and it's and I, I ask that because I often ask ask people that question that are unhappy in their job, but I don't have to stay here because I've got to pay my bills. So I ask the question: if if they stop paying you, would you still go? And it's some people look at me like I'm ridiculous. Of course I wouldn't. I'm only going there because they pay me. So you're doing it for the money. Uh, how can that possibly bring any kind of happiness? And I'll go again to that example. If they keep paying you more money and you feel like now the bars in the jail are getting thicker and thicker because I just can't leave now because they're paying me $100,000 a year. I can't leave because they've just increased my wages by $50,000 a year. Uh, and is that something that you'll look back over your life and go, wow, I earned lots of money. I was bloody miserable, but I earned lots of money being miserable. Are there people, and I want to give you this really cool story. I um, was running, uh, and I've run every day of my life since, I've, since I can remember, since I was, uh, when did I start running? Uh, 13 years of age. So I've been running a long time. Anyway, I was running at the Spit on the Gold Coast, and I'd just done quite a long run, and I was cooling down, and I saw these two beautiful German shepherds, and I love dogs, so I went over to talk to the dogs. But they were sitting outside the front of a combi van. And inside the combi van was a, a man reading the newspaper. And he had a big smile on his face. So here's a, a man with his two dogs in his combi van at the beach uh, on the Gold Coast. So I said, sir, you'll have to tell me about you. You seem really happy. And he said, oh, I'm so happy. I've uh, just got a divorce. I said, wow, tell me about that. And he said, uh, I've, I've been quite wealthy all of my life. My wife took everything. Uh, so I quit my job. All I've got is my combi van and my two dogs. And he said, I'm going to drive around Australia surfing with my two dogs and just love my life. Uh, he said, I'm going to be broke, uh, but I'm really excited about it because I'm finally going to be happy. Uh, and that's a gorgeous story, except that man was of age. He wasn't a young man anymore. And I, I, I'm excited that for the future, he's going to have a really happy life. 
but he's one of those people that's going to have to look back and what a great learning experience but he's going to have to look back at his life and say for many years of my life I wasted my life in a relationship that didn't make me happy in a, in a job that I didn't enjoy and I did it for what I ended up losing all my money anyway so if you are doing something right now that you're not passionate about, if you're doing something that if they stopped paying you, you wouldn't go there, and if you're doing something that you that you don't enjoy or you, you're not getting better at it, and I'll reverse that question again, is it possible that you don't want to get better at something that you don't enjoy? So if, you, if you're playing tennis and you really hate playing tennis, what's even the chances of you getting better at tennis? Even if you go to training every day and you get the best coaching in the world, if you don't like to play tennis, how difficult is it going to be to get better at that thing that you don't like doing? The reverse of that again, if you love playing tennis, even if you're not good at it, uh, is it possible that you'll still go to the training and you'll still get the coaching and you'll still want to put in the time and effort and the energy because you're doing something that you love? Uh, and I just wish that for everybody. Uh, I can't change adults that have a lousy, stinking, rotten job and stay there. And I, and I meet lots of those people. I'm sure that you do too. But they talk to me or whinge to me, moan to me, complain to me about how much they hate their job. So my hyper-simple solution for that, if you don't like your job, if your job's a jail, get the hell out of there, quit and, and do something else. Uh, but people will then give me a dozen or more excuses or reasons why they're not going to leave their job or why they can't. I can't leave my job. Well, here's something to consider. If you've got a lousy, stinking, rotten job that you don't like, and you've got a passion to do something. So you want to do your sport or you want to do art or music or you want to open your own business or you've got an invention or there's something exciting that you want to do. Uh, is it possible there'll be people that tell you that you can't? As you know, I call them the can'ts. And they will say, you can't do that. It's not possible. Okay. But let's just say you give it a crack. <laughs> uh, you actually put together that beautiful combination of do what you're the most passionate about, do something you would do for free and do something that you're really good at or you want to get really good at and turn that into your career path or into your business. Now, a lot of people say, oh, don't do that because if you turn your passion into your business, you'll end up hating your passion. Well, how about give it a crack first and find out? But if you do that, and let's just say, this is being very, very pessimistic, but let's just say it doesn't work out. Well, I'm absolutely committed, and it, uh, yes, I'm an optimist, and yes, I believe that positivity can make everything happen, but let's just say it doesn't work out for you. I think it will, but let's just say it doesn't. There's always going to be some lousy, stinking, rotten job you can go back to. Uh, in most Western countries in the world, uh, unemployment is only at around about 5%. And most economists will tell you that if, if, if uh, unemployment is at 5%, that's everybody that wants a job can get one. The only people that are unemployed are the people that don't want to get a job or the people that are on some kind of disability uh, unemployment benefit uh, at 5%. So what that means simply is that you can get a job anywhere. So if you've got a lousy, stinking, rotten job right now, you could get another lousy, stinking, rotten job somewhere else. Uh, but if you've got an opportunity, or could you create an opportunity to go and do something that you love? Imagine now looking back over your life and say, oh, I got to 30 or 40 or 50, I had some stinky, lousy, rotten job I hated. I hated getting up on Monday morning, made me feel sick. I used to start dreading going to work on Monday morning. By, and this is a really interesting one. 
people tell me uh, work-life balance is really important to them, but five days a week they do some shitty job they hate, and two days a week they're supposedly doing what they love. But it's interesting because a lot of those people will tell me that uh, Sunday, Friday evening, they get really drunk to try and forget the horrible week they've just had, which means they waste half of Super Day Saturday being hungover. They get drunk again on Super Day Saturday evening. They wake up feeling sick on Sparkle Day Sunday morning. And by lunchtime on Sparkle Day Sunday, they're dreading going back to work on Monday and they wake up on Monday morning feeling sick. Well, I can't imagine living my life like that. But how ridiculous. Uh, and I'm going to ask you the question, surely there's a better way to live your life, yeah? So what if you decided at 30, 40, 50, I'm not going to live my life like that anymore? And you could look, actually look back over your life when you're 70 or 80 and say to yourself, at 30, I made a decision to get out of this lousy, stinking, rotten job that I don't like. And I decided, no more jail for me. I'm going to do what I'm passionate about. So you travel the world, you play your sport, you play a musical instrument, you audition for movies, you start your own business, you invent something, you do whatever it is that you're passionate about and you can actually pinpoint in your life when you changed your life and you made it better. And here's the really important question. If you have children, uh, and I don't have any, but I have. I feel like I've got a real responsibility uh, to be the living example to our future future adults that they don't have to have a lousy, stinking, rotten job. Uh, I want to be the living example of that. So if you're a parent and you've got kids, how will they know that they don't have to get stuck in some lousy, stinking, rotten job if you are? If our kids can see parents that are doing what they are the most passionate about, they're doing something that they would do for free because they love it so much, and they want to keep getting better and better at it because they love it so much, could that be the ultimate example for our kids? Uh, there are a lot of, uh, and I call them future adults, that are told, you can't. You're not smart enough. You won't get good enough marks. Uh, you don't have enough money. Uh, you don't come from the right area. All the things that people said to me, and I'll share that uh, again openly and passionately. Roel, you can't be successful in business. You've got blonde hair. You're a woman. You come from a low socioeconomic area because when I ran away from home, I moved to a suburb in Sydney called Campbelltown, Sydney, Australia. Campbelltown is one of the lowest socioeconomic suburbs in the city and not not too many people are proud to say I'm from Campbelltown because it's such a low socioeconomic area. So I was told I couldn't be successful because I, I spent a lot of time working and living in Campbelltown. Uh, blonde hair, that's just women who aren't very smart, no tertiary education, you definitely can't be successful and you definitely can't be successful in a career path like the exercise profession. Who makes money out of exercise? How can you possibly have a successful business if you're an exercise person? Uh, and that's my living, breathing example, and that's why I go and invest so much time in schools with with uh, future adults of our world to share with them that this is my living example. I was told all of those things, and yet as a woman with blonde hair, with no tertiary education, in a profession that most people don't take seriously, uh, and I share this with you uh, 
to just to prove that it's possible, I ended up on the Young Rich list in Australia for one of the richest people uh, in Australia under the age of 40, a business that grew, uh, was in the top 100 fastest growing companies in Australia two years in a row. Uh, and with the media asking me the questions, how did that happen for you, you woman with blonde hair that comes from Campbelltown that doesn't have a tertiary education? How the hell did you become a multimillionaire and, be, and get on the, on the young witch list? And I will answer as passionately as every other person I've ever met that doesn't have a job that they hate. They're not in jail. Do what you're absolutely passionate about. Do something you would do for free because then you wake up every day loving it because you're not doing it for the money, you're doing it because you love it. And then because you love it, you want to get really good at it. Really hard to keep trying to, get, trying to get better at something that you don't love. But for me, sitting through hours, long hours of what people call boring lectures on endocrinology and uh, neuroscience and uh, anatomy and physiology. I just that, I just get enraptured. I love it because I love the human body and I want to get. I want to be the best in the world at what I do. I want to be, want to be the best exercise professional in the world. I want to be the best exercise professional for my students at the Max Colleges, and I want to be the living example for our future adults that they can have a career that they love. They can be passionate about what they do every single day, and they don't have to get stuck in some lousy, stinking, rotten job that feels like a jail. So, if you're an adult, is it time? If you are in a job jail, my job is my jail. Is it time to get the hell out of there? And if you are a parent, a teacher, a coach, a leader, somebody that's responsible for the future of our children, should we be living the example that it is possible not to have a lousy, stinking, rotten job? You can have a career that you love. And the ultimate question, which is what the wealthiest people in the world will always say, they didn't become wealthy because they wanted to earn money. They became wealthy because they were doing what they were absolutely passionate about. And because they were passionate about it, they wanted to become the best in the world at it. They wanted to add massive values to people's lives. And that's why they became wealthy. That's that sweet spot I always call. Uh, if, you, if you read the book Good to Great by Jim Collins, which is a study of the best businesses in the world, the ones that have been around for the longest of times, uh, that, that unique uh, combination of passion value and wanting to be the best at what you do when you live in that sweet spot that seems to be when you become the most successful in your life the happiest in your life in your relationships you become financially free and everything just comes together so do do we have the responsibility is it time is it time for you to get out of your lousy stinking rotten job to pay your lousy stinking rotten bills that feels like a jail if your job is your jail is it time to break out of there <laughs>